Oh man. God damn it. This night is so freaking muggy. I hate this fucking weather, guys. It's humid as shit. goddamn sick. I'm gonna turn up the AC in this bitch. Please, on blast. It's almost as bad as walking through that desert. <laughs> almost as bad as crossing the border. Word. To be real with you, I would, I would walk through a desert for checkers. Damn, <laughs> you love checkers, checkers bro. Um, yeah, I guess we can, yo. I guess we can. I'm with, the, I'm with, I'm with checkers so, today. I, guess, I just want some yeah, fries, though. I did the last couple times, so might as well. Yo, know, but man, man, oh man, oh man, this, this movie, bro. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. It's just a lot. Like, that's the best way I can put it's this. A, yeah. Damn, Brian. What, what that what's that light looking like, man? How you feel compared to Yo, shockingly? Yeah. Shockingly. He said shock. I don't even know so if it's shocking. At, Let's at, see. At, at the at the end of last week's episode, mm-hmm. I was very affirmative about this movie, right? I was like green, right? Yeah. That that's what I said, right? I said green, right? Yeah. You said green. Okay. Yo, honestly, after after my second viewing of this movie, dog, I'm a, I'm a I'm gonna give it a yellow, yo. Oh, oh, yellow? I thought you were gonna say red. I thought you were gonna say red. No, 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 no. I'm downgrade to a yellow. <laughs> so yellow. I'm downgrade to a yellow, and it may be nitpicky, but we'll get into that. Nice. Isaac, what do you think? I feel like I feel like it's definitely still yellow to me, but I'm open to conversation about it. You right. know what I mean? Like I'm I'm more susceptible to conversation possibly swaying me to to like either either a less conservative yellow or even like a positive green for me. Lamondi, what do you think? Yo, pop I that mean, right, pop that right, right here. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Right, this is not the way to checkers, guys. Yeah, I know y'all fucking with detour. me again. Puta yeah, madre, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, 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 You're yeah. going to take the detour like this guy took the detour <laughs> and got him so fucked? You're really telling Mondi how to get home from here? Mondi doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. I know I know what I'm doing. But listen, yo, I, my last time I said that this movie, I, I gave it a, a red light. But now it went from a red light to a yellow light. And then it, it was kind of like almost gearing to a green but like i'm respectively staying like in that in that spectrum of yellow and green for me hmm. and i and we will get into that word, you know? word, word. i'm um I'm, i think i'm gonna keep it as a, a green okay. as i as i initially said it but it's not a powerful green i'm going to speed limit i would say you're going to speed limit yeah i'm just chilling i'm gonna eat the green you know because i'm supposed to follow can, the law can you can someone please go pedal on the metal for uh checkers please I think I'm having a change of heart. Okay. I don't want checkers anymore. I'm on this new diet, and I'm, I'm trying to eliminate fast food, so fuck all that. Fuck, man. Fine, man. Whatever. I'll just go by myself later. All right, all right. Cool. So I guess that we will make the stop at the Ave, uh, and we'll think about it then. Bad. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. We're almost there. Welcome to Critical Avenue. Motherfucker. Yo, 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 what's the word, my critical crew? It's your boy, Edwards, and I'm here with the main hitters, the usual suspects. I got my blood brother with me, Mondi, a.k.a. the Dominican Robert Downey. Que lo que, DRD? Hey, I lost my sunglasses today, but it's all good. I'm alive. Damn, thank you for sharing that. <laughs> Damn, sorry, sorry for your Um, I got my main dude with me, Isaac, a.k.a. Residente Boomer. What's poppin', G? Hey, guys. I just had my warm glass of milk a minute ago. Yuck. (laughs) And, of course, (laughs) I got my brother from another, Brian, a.k.a. Ken Dog. What's goody, my guy? What's up, man? How are you? Thanks for having me on the show. Good. Thanks for asking. You're here all the time. I'm doing well. (laughs) (laughs) And together we are Critical Ave. 
Always hitting you with that raw and real street critique. Deep dives and hot takes for days. Oh, and by the way, we don't do that shit spoiler free. So if you're not with that, just come back later, yo. Otherwise, kick back and relax and get ready for the dopest episode ever. And that's because we are covering. Drum roll, please. Alejandro Gonzalez. Let's do it together. Iñari. Do it again. Ready? I'm gonna just say. No, Drum roll, please. I am not gonna butcher his name. But but we Drum roll, please. Nah, nah. I've been saying his name right the whole day, and I've been practicing. Damn it, Edward. There's more about you than it is about. The humorous. I don't want to. I don't want to disrespect it. But you uh, won't. All right, pick it up there. It's okay. All right, fine. fine That's fine. a nice little drum one roll, again. please. Drum roll, please. Alejandro Gonzalez Iñaritus Babble. Hey, Babblefish, Babblefish, Babblefish. So he flex bombs, flex bombs. He plays in Liverpool. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan Babble. <laughs> Ryan Babble. Not anymore. Yeah, that guy's gone. Long gone. The red hair. <laughs> yeah, that dude was lit though. I think he saw. He was like Pogba before Pogba. He was. Yeah. Uh, anywho, this movie right here was my choice, so I'm gonna do a little brief summary yeah, if you guys yeah, don't yeah, mind. Yeah, tell, tell, tell us about this flick. Yes, please. I Pretend know. I'm five years old. I don't know nothing about stories. Tell me to, the story. To quote the great J. Okay, Cole. Okay, J. Cole. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Speak to me like also, a child. Speak Michael, to me like a child. Michael Scott. Speak to me like I'm five. Uh, I'm going to try to do my best, but here's a simple breakdown. Talk to me soft. So, Babel is about four interlocking stories that starts off with the family of a shepherd from Morocco who purchases a rifle to protect their goats. And we're not talking about Lionel Messi or Cristiano Ronaldo, <laughs> just like actual goats. I feel upset that you, you know didn't mention Ronaldo first before Messi, but go ahead. Um, you know, I went, I went by chronological order and last name. Uh, anyway... <laughs> <laughs> There's to protect the goats from the jackal, so he bought the little shoddy, you feel me? Then, uh, the shepherd leaves the rifle with his two sons who end up deciding to test the range of this rifle and shoot at a tour bus, accidentally shooting an American woman. This American couple are on vacation in Morocco trying to reconcile their marriage. However, because of this tragedy, their Mexican maid decided to travel to San Diego from I'm sorry, to Mexico from San Diego with their two children to attend her son's wedding. Meanwhile, in Tokyo, the police are attempting to contact the former rifle owner and his daughter that is thrown the fuck off by the investigations because she's going through a lot. (laughs) So that's the (laughs) to say it mildly. Yeah, that's pretty much the movie in a nutshell. And it's just these four stories that they tie together. Um, and yeah, man, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a lot. It's, uh, it's heavy. Um, I guess my first question to Brian, yo, did you cry during this movie or not? <laughs> no, I did not. I did not cry during I, this movie. I cried in the end. Did you? At the end. Was it? During the J, during was the J, J Electronica song? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the J Electronica song had me. You know, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I was... Me, like if I was gonna cry, it would have been during that final moment too. But I didn't, I didn't say when she hugged, when she hugged yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and, then and then the dedication comes through, like this is for my children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see why. That, that yeah, shit. I I, I, and it wasn't like I sobbed or anything. Yeah, yeah just, it's just a, a, little, a little tear yeah, yeah. just 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 flew out my eye. Got you, got you, got you. It was, got you. It was poetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was beautiful. It was like a you know a little release. You know. Yeah, yeah man. Get that. Shut the fuck up, Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. 
don't know. Are you gonna call me a masochist too now? Nah, 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 nah. I won't, I won't do that. Thank you. But no, I did not cry during this movie. But I felt emotions. I was emotional. I would say I was emotional during the movie. What about you, Isaac? Yeah, man. You? I mean, you know what? Yeah, like, like I, damn, this, this is probably me talking about why I think it's a yellow. Like, I really wanted to like the movie. I really did. I'm not saying I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Again, I think sometimes I equate whether or not I like a flick by whether or not I'll watch it again. And I don't know right. that I, I don't know that I'd watch this again. I feel like I get mm-hmm. I've gotten everything that I could possibly get from the movie. Which worries me because then, like I've said before, like I look at, I'm a broken record, I don't care. But I look at works from like Stanley Kubrick and I feel like I could always watch his movies over and over again. I'll find some new shit all the time. Whereas Babel, I'm fairly confident in saying that I've gleaned everything I'm supposed to glean from this quick superficial glance. I don't think there's a lot else to unpack, yeah. in my opinion. I, f- I, feel, I feel a little bit the same, but I feel like I would rewatch the beginning. Rewatch Just the because beginning. now I know the ending. I would rewatch the beginning of Babel. Like I kind of had the urge to rewatch the beginning to see if I missed anything. Okay. Okay. I, I, I hear what you're saying. And that's about it. But not to actually rewatch the whole movie. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, just yeah. to see yeah, if yeah. I could piece something together. Like, did I miss something? Yeah. Um, Brian, you I don't know. Mandy would. Oh, I'm or sorry. Brian. Yeah. Well, who we asking? Who? Mandy, go ahead. Um, uh, dude, would you would you rewatch the movie or? No, because um, and just to like go back in circles here so you're asking about emotions here like i didn't really feel like that for for well for one of the stories in particular uh the uh the the uh amelia the um the the caretaker uh, yeah yeah only because Mm -hmm. of like you know what's been going on as far as like deportation and things like that so i kind of had a feel for that or an understanding towards that but i didn't get like any like like I'm gonna shed a tear like I did for Warrior, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and um, just so, just uh, and just so you know too, like uh, watching this movie, there's so many movies that I can name that are just like this. And like for example, what yeah. I thought about when I saw this movie, I was like, oh, this is Crash, but without the awards. So <clears> I was just like, I heard, I heard Crash was not really real. It's really, it really, it really though. isn't. Like Crash to me, I never opinion, saw it. I like Crash actually made me shed a tear i remember that movie i i prefer this movie i prefer crash over this you know what it's good that you mentioned crash because i feel like now this provides a good point for me i, I couldn't quite put it into words why i didn't quite like babble too much but i feel like crash can provide like a good ju- a good jumping point for me to talk about it but but uh, we'll talk about that later mm. yeah um, brian what made you um kind of demote your your light so all right so th- there's a couple things um <clears throat> well there's actually just well when you say when when I say there's a couple of things, right? But then I actually mm-hmm. mean two things. You're, not, you're correct. I'm correct. You're right? correct. Okay. Yeah. Yes, okay. you're actually precisely correct. Yeah. Okay. So a couple is two. Yes. Okay. Well, a couple's more than one, right? Yes, a couple is two. Okay. More than one. It's two. No, literally a couple. Like a couple of people, a couple of things are two. Yeah. When you look at a couple, it's not more than one. When you look at a couple, so it's three people can't be. Yeah. A no, cr- three people's a crowd. No, three people is a is a crowd or a few. Yeah. Or mm, okay, okay. whatever, but this is semantics. I'm gotcha, gotcha. Right okay, so <laughs> I literally have a couple of things that I <laughs> we that know I, words, guys. We know I, words that I wanna that I wanna kind of <laughs> touch upon. Um, as to the reason being as to why I've demoted my um, my initial score, which was um, last week. I feel like I vehemently said green. Vehemently, Brian, please. Isaac, I'm just vehemently said green. That's wrong. I don't care. Okay. Vehemently said green. And now I'm going to vehemently say... Jesus, Brian. Yellow. And so one of the reasons that I want to kind of get into 
is this um it's the way the movie was done like stylistically speaking i don't like i'm just gonna go ahead and call it a trope that it used like the gimmick that it used where it, like mm-hmm. all of the characters were like interstitially connected to one another in some way shape or form like i don't for whatever reason i don't like that trope on film because i feel like it's uh so you must hate pulp fiction i was gonna say with the exception to pulp fiction oh, okay. yeah but um but yeah like movies like that like seven pounds i didn't like i didn't like crash i don't like traffic really like <gasps> movies like that yeah wow. i don't know why i don't like movies where you know the point of the movies to kind of make it seem like oh we're all interwoven and interstitially connected <laughs> in some way shape or form regardless of yeah. language barriers and uh you know place of origin and all that stuff yeah. like you know I, I do think that it's an important message but I don't. I don't. You don't like how it was related. Yeah, I, I right? don't like the way it was conveyed on the screen. Do you feel like it was preachy? A little bit, a little bit. And also, and now to get into my next point, um, and this is more, uh, more of a, like a more of a nitpicky kind of reason. There was a moment where I was watching the film, and, and this this must come this must come through years of being around people that speak this way, right? But there was a moment where I was watching the film and I thought to myself, yo, a fucking man wrote this. Like, a man wrote this. Like, I can tell that a man mm. wrote this. You know what I mean? And I didn't like that. I didn't like it because it kind of cheapened it for me because it, it kind of made so me feel weird. it kind of made me feel that the character that he was writing about, which in this particular case was a woman, wouldn't like I feel like realistically a, wo- a woman wouldn't behave in that way in that situation. But there are three women. Yeah. He, he, so you're saying he unrealistically wrote all three women that way, or just the one? No, in this particular case. Um, Which one in particular? Uh, the 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 Japanese. Chieko. Chieko, yes. During her. That's difficult. During That's during her segment, I was just like, I don't know if this is what a woman would do in her position. But again, I don't know. Like it's his story, so I'm just like, I, you can write whatever the fuck you want. You know but I mean, mean, you're also a guy yourself, so who are you to judge what he's judging? Exactly, exactly, exactly. Word. But that's but again, I regardless of all of those um you know indicators i still felt that as i was watching the movie so it kind of made it um less enjoyable for me so that's why and and it's crazy too because like when i was younger when i had first seen the movie and we we saw the movie when it came out um that same year isaac and i yeah yeah we saw i don't know that we saw it in theaters we i saw believe we year. saw it with our parents too yeah we which did which was interesting we did, too we did, we did, we did. um yeah, and I and I remember just seeing it, and I remember it like like what I said last week. I remember seeing it as a as a younger person, and knowing that the movie was deep, but that like there was a lot there for me to unpack. But I just hadn't like lived through life for me to properly unpack it. And now that I've seen it again, I was just like, eh, this movie's a little pretentious. I feel it is. And the things that I had to unpack were things that, like the the movie didn't convey anything to me that I didn't already know. Like you it, thought it was gonna be deeper than what it was. You think it's a little shallow. N- not that I didn't feel that it was deep because it was deep, but I just feel like it I was thought, skin deep. Yeah, it was. It was kind of superficially deep, and I just I didn't learn anything from it. You know what I mean? Like it. W- it wasn't a learning experience for me, so that's why I kind of, you know, lowered my score a little bit. And Mandy, you were the only person that actually improved your light, right? You went from a red to a yellow. Um, what was your logic behind that? Well, only because of the strength of that I didn't see it and the fact that the reason why it was read the first time was because I was like this is literally like it just really wants to be like Crash without the, <laughs> without the awards 
because it did win uh, Crash did win a lot of Oscars Content- contentiously. I might I might add though. Yeah, Crash won. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. But either way, so that that was that. You no, know, won Babel won awards. It did. I think the writer won first for best screenplay. Guillermo Arriaga, I believe. Uh, not an Oscar. The only Oscar they got was actually for the soundtrack. Soundtrack. Which was like, oh wow. Yeah. Shout out to Jay Electronica. Jay Electronica. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So even even about it's not even it's not even about awards. It's just that notion. I was like, and it, it kind of like touching what Brian said. It's just like you see it so many times, right? And I and I've seen it like in other movies, like those. Them love movies when when like they intertwine their their stories that this person was with this person so this was like kind of the same thing but i kind of like the messages that were portrayed in here that's what kind of elevated it a little bit you know i mean well to the middle of the other situation which is a yellow light for us here and it's just that it's created to see uh like how how things certain certain things that go on in the world to see what could affect you the most right so it to me um well it was i could say all of them are pretty cool but like the one that stood out to me the most was uh with the character amelia and and there's the struggles that she had to go to it could have been easily avoided she just chill the fuck out but uh, you know what i'm saying like when she went th- i get it you know what i'm saying it's a family member uh uh direct son's wedding and you don't want to mess it out but and it's like damn man I, I when she took the kids i knew it was gonna be some trouble so that's why when i see something that little like on screen like that little that little part that i just said itself the fact that she wanted to go to this thing when she was told no and you took kids that do not belong to you and then to uncover that she was in the country legally that's when i knew i was yeah, like yeah that was wild that was the sinker for me so that's why i was like just that aspect alone <laughs> brought brought my score up a little bit i was like oof like all right that's cool everything else was like okay i i, I could read off of that right i mean but well okay no like the, the moroccan part like my shit was wild like uh what was his name you said a man rubbing one out or any shit with the rifle and i was like oh <laughs> the people yo he's like all right but anyways he was like trigger happy kid but like you know i get it like a kid would do that you know what i'm saying like oh let me uh let one off and i'm gonna show you who got the better aim but when you try to do it like on an actual bus and pray that it won't reach nah <laughs> so and but besides all that yeah, it's that, just like that little kid was nice with it he was nice shit on his brother yo. no word his yeah. older brother at that Word. But it was kind of known too because the pops gave the gun to the little brother first, first yeah. and then the big brother was like, "Chill, I'm first because I'm the older brother." But he already knew that he his bumps. son was a better shot. Like, yeah, it was probably <clears throat> just a better uh, athlete or who knows, whatever. But um, but yeah, um, Isaac, your your light kind of stayed the same. Was there? Um... So so my my light kind of stayed the same with an asterisk, right? It stayed. It's still mm. a yellow, but before it was a yellow that i was gonna respect like i'm not gonna pass i'm not gonna speed up to get past this yellow light now it's a yellow yeah. light that i might pass through but uh yeah. touching basically on what Mondi says and, and and i think this is important too that, that you know we're talking about it because this could expose biases right my bias obviously is towards well to, to the listener out there i'm of hispanic origin so for me uh the bias comes to amelia as well like her story i think was was she was stuck between a rock and a hard place but this is why this is why i sometimes 
look at films like this and I think to myself how convenient that she was stuck between a rock and a hard place and there was almost nothing she could do or rather there was plenty she could do but either way she was going to lose like she was never going to really get the kind of finale that she wanted right which was she wants to be loyal to this employer who by all accounts likely knew that she was illegal and still hired her anyway to take care of their kids and at the same time how is she going to be loyal to her family namely her what I presume to be her eldest son who just so happens that on that same day, that fateful day, it just so happens that her son is getting married, right? And not only that, but she's in charge of these kids that she's supposed to take care of that she can't find proper babysitters for. But she's not gonna miss out on this wedding, so she decides to combine both worlds, which, you know, uh, even then on the face value, it still looked like it might've been a good idea. Everything was fine until I guess Garcia uh, Bernal's character, Santiago. Um, but in any event, like her story, as 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 impossible to survive as it was, I still fuck with the story only because, again, like I think it shines a good and true, decent light on what it looks like for illegals to cross the country, um, or rather, cross a desert into this nation. Like it's not like they do it easily. It's not like an easy thing that they do, but they do it anyway because even crossing the desert to come into this country would be better than staying where they are. Um, so, you know, I, I like the movie for shining a light on that. Um, as far as that goes, like I look at the other stories and I could have personally done without the other stories. Like I feel like if Inyaritu wanted to focus just on her story and make a movie out of that, I think I would have fucked with that more as opposed to him having an entire uh, film based on these four stories. So, but you know, just, just, just based off of the strength of that particular story, I give it like a, a yellow light that I would definitely go through. Well, my green stayed the same, but I also have like a caveat asterisk uh, as well. And it was probably like I was just driving faster through the green light when I did the prediction. Um, but now after seeing the movie, I would say that I'm just, you know, reducing speed. I'm just following the, uh, the speed limit <laughs> and just going through the green. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm chilling. Um, I'm not as hyped as I once was. I do feel like it was a, a bit preachy mm -hmm. and a bit teaching and it, they kind of like overdid it they could have like did less yeah. and hit harder yeah, yeah. but the performances in here to me were incredible oh, yeah the performances are great. i think i think this is one of brad pitt's best performances in my opinion mm -hmm. like nah. uh acting wise like he has he doesn't always you shitted on him actually in the last like a couple episodes ago brian saying that he always plays himself or some regular fucking cool guy eating food this wasn't brad shit. pitt talking to angelina jolie fuck out of here he plays himself yeah. all the time Cape Blanchett was playing Bro, but there, there was there was emotions that he I'm portrayed. not saying like that, I'm not saying Brad Pitt scene. is a robot Edward like I know he, but you're saying that he's not like a good actor basically. he plays himself and he did so again in Babel who plays themselves better Brian Jack Nicholson or Brad Pitt <laughs> <laughs> I don't know it's a good one <laughs> we discussed that that's actually time. like a compliment to Brad Pitt uh, in my opinion no. but uh <laughs> But yeah, um, I guess this kind of segues nicely into which which of the four stories kind of um, pulled you in the most, and it kind of seems like yeah, actually, um, I, Isaac and and Mandy are saying that the the, story, the Mexican yeah, sure. the yeah. Amelia yeah. story kinda, is I, what pulled them in the I, most. What about you, Brad? I kind of want to kind of touch base on that because I, I I would have to agree. I agree that Amelia's story kind of reeled me in um, the most out of everyone's everyone else's story. Mm -hmm. But again, I, I wonder if that, if and I'm sure it has a lot to do with the fact that I'm Hispanic or Latino or yeah. whatever the fuck. Yeah. So do I'll, you guys think it has to do with the actual director being Mexican as well? 
that was that was probably the portion he was able to um like replicate the best. the best yeah you know it's kind of tough i'm not to hijack this that, Brian, that, but no no that that's actually a great point i don't know it's tough for me because like i would like to think that even if i weren't hispanic and i'd still watch this movie i'd like to think that that story itself would still call out to me more but right. i don't know it's, it's difficult because i would have to separate myself from myself to be able to look at the movie and be like yo i fuck with this because of its genuine artistic merit but touching back on what ed said it could be true that because he knew to like this is the life he well not the life that he leads but i'm sure he knows countless people right who have right. gone through this experience and so it's easier mm-hmm. for him to put that up on screen more realistically and believably because it's something that he can actually pull from close to home right, right exactly that's my take on it you know what? I want to ask something too, like, um, because it's not for me. It's not all about Amelia's story either. It was also well, the one, the other one that actually did pull me in, which I thought wasn't going to pull me in, was the. Um, so wait, are you changing your answer before you do this? Are you changing your answer? No. Who pulled you in? Huh? Which Which of the four pulled you in? No, what I was going to say question. was like, uh, it's still going to be Amelia's, but I'm saying like the other one that had my interest too. Which I thought that wasn't gonna have my interest was the um, the Japanese girl, um, Keiko. Yeah, and yeah. it's because of the Keiko. fact that it, you know what it was for what I, I, I found it interesting because it's showcasing the struggles of someone who is deaf and what they go through. Yeah. But be and then it takes a, a better turn to me because it was like she's also like I, I'm assuming sexually frustrated or maybe just more like she just she just wants to be loved right and understood and and she doesn't get enough of that so i found well, her story arc super interesting and how allow me to um steal that because for me this is that was the most interesting uh of the stories that's the one that pulled me in the most actually um i was gonna speak about how on the same terms right like you're, you're on the right path i think what she was dealing with was rejection um and she wasn't sure how she could deal with rejection well, she wasn't dealing with it so well. um yeah but she kind of also saw it as a revolving theme in her life yeah, yeah, because yeah. she's deaf she was kind of like she kind of said herself that she's considered a monster to these people yeah. off the bat like without even she's always the um, other yeah she's ostracized yeah, yeah the other yeah. and then in the ending when they kind of like explained that her mom committed suicide um that's also like kind of like a form of her mom rejecting her. Mm-hmm. So I felt like the most sympathy with her. And I think that's why I cried, honestly. And not that the other stories weren't worthy of tears or emotions, but Emotional I feel like I've heard those stories. Oh, I, I hear you. Okay. I've seen those no, before no, no, no. and like I'm familiar with them. I've, I was very unfamiliar with a Japanese deaf person. Like, I'm not sure how that lifestyle works, especially for somebody in high school who's dealing with hormonal issues yeah. and dealing with uh, teen pressure and everything that's going on with just being a normal teenager, right, <laughs> in, the, in the world. And yeah. then you're also deaf on top of that. And you're coming off a big loss in your life, um, you know, not even a year old. So that was the one that hit me the most. And I think actually the way it was portrayed, it was actually the dopest visuals too Yo, you know what i, I want to say so i want to do a real quick shout out uh when they were doing the whole japan uh the japan story um 
I want to point out the fact that Homegirl was doing FaceTime through a flip Yo, phone. I was telling yo, Brian the same thing. my brother pointed that shit out, too. Yeah. 2006. So I told yeah, Brian. Japan's in the future. Yo, I was like, Brian, like, how are they doing that? And Brian, yo, because you know Japan. What? Yo, they got the Japan. You know what, man? Just, just, just that factor alone. <laughs> Just that factor alone, I might just say I might be more intrigued in her story than Amelia's. <laughs> but, but no, but for no, uh, by that alone, no, just just living in the future. <laughs> JK, JK. No, I, just, I always knew that they were like far ahead of time, like you know the Japanese, like they. they or maybe, or maybe she had that phone because like it was specifically made for her because of her dis- disability. I mean, disability. her dad must have also, some hella pull. Also, her dad has hello. Cake. Yeah. If you notice the apartment it's that they was swing. in, they was like in a high ass yeah. sky rise with beautiful. They were they were at the top and, floor. Yeah. Yeah. The top floor. Yeah. There was no in a in a beautiful apartment, yeah. and then that kind of leads to why he has the luxury to um, to go to Morocco on vacation as a hunter and 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 kind of start the whole um, segment, the which kind of kind of so I, I, which kind of I, I had a question about the Japanese um, story. Yeah, the Japan story. Yeah. Um, Chirical story, please. The Chirical story. Um, so she tells the the, the, the lieutenant, yeah. right, the detective, yeah. the, the cop, yeah. right, um, that her mom jumped off of the balcony, yeah. right? Yeah. But then we find out later on that she actually shot herself yeah. in the head, right? Yeah. Why? Why the, why the change? I yeah. was just thinking, yeah. I got an opinion about that. We'll but it might be wild. Well, well, let's hear it because I'm. I don't. I didn't, I didn't understand that actually. Yeah. Was, so she, the whole time she was talking to the detective, she lied to him yeah. and told her, told, told um, the detective that she jumped off the balcony and yeah. killed herself. Yeah. Yeah. And then it turns out when, when the detective apologized or showed sympathy to the dad about that and you know offered his condolences, he confessed that his wife killed herself and shot herself with a gun yeah. in the mouth. Yeah. So Brian is asking, why would she do that, right? Yeah. yeah, like why? So I have two suspicions about that. So they're both centered around the actual legitimacy of how her mom died. I'm thinking now either one of them killed her. Oh. And they're really trying to cover it up. And that's why she's so paranoid about the investigation. Mm. Because they're covering it up. It's not an actual suicide. She was either shot by the by the child or by the dad, but that might be just a wild stretch. Yeah. But that's that's what and, I'm looking at. Also, I'm looking at it like, why would she do that, and why would she also be paranoid? And, and also, it's never revealed to us what was written in that, that little letter. note that yeah. she yeah, gave yeah, yeah. the 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 cop. Right. Like it, it he was, just it looks was, at it, and, uh, and it was a long note. Yeah, she wrote him, but it looked was. like a confession of some sort. Yeah. Maybe not yeah. a confession, but like a story. So maybe like, what you're saying. But he word. didn't. He didn't react strongly. Like he well, did. He, but he, he didn't like he get up from his. He kind of did a like. Oh, like why did I just read this? Like he. That's kind of yeah. the way he reacted. Like. He read something that he probably like, shouldn't have read because like a very now it's gonna be more paperwork big, on his. End. It was like fuck. That's like a like a plot hole because is that is it like did um the Alejandro do that to leave us like to make all talking these? about it right now? Yeah, you know what I'm saying like did he <laughs> do that so we could be like because that's true because the police I was looking I was paying attention to that scene a lot because I was just like. I'm looking at the um, the uh, the officer's facial reaction to the letter, but he took it all right. And then, and then, then when he was in there, he was very professional. You know what I'm saying? It's not like he's like, oh, he smashed shorty and shit. No, like he's like, no, I put some clothes back on. What's wrong with you? And then 
talking about the stories and sorry for your loss and then you I actually you know talk to the dad and and I and then I, I, and I you know what I'm saying like when the dad said I'm tired of like, telling people the same story she shot herself or that and then I'm looking at his facial expression again the detective and I'm like you know what I'm saying like like what's up with that that's why I'm like right. I don't feel like we're gonna get the answer on that one it's just like left open to a conversation and you could take it however you want to take it you know what i'm saying that's how yeah. i feel like it but you know what at the end of the day if if um if that theory that you said like that you think that one of them would have killed it then he i think i think the director would have at least gave us something more you know what i'm saying yeah, that would have said saying. to kind of yeah, affirm that yeah, yeah. yeah. but then like yeah. but then but then that's that kind of deflects of like being on that on that um on the genre because it's like he, he his intention is not making it mystery nah there's gotta be you know more what I'm saying? Yeah. maybe we're just missing I mean my like. my other interpretation of that was just like a coping mechanism she used to she probably uh, to her Joker? Like, probably to her like the way that she presented it to the doctor the doctor I'm sorry the uh, the detective was you know <laughs> not to be like crass but like what is what would be the more what would be the scenario that would make it more likely that he'd want to smash would it be that she jumped from a window or would it be that she shot herself in the mouth which would be which would bring more sympathy from this person so yeah. like you know it could be part of that um but the other okay. thing too though that i wanted to also bring to the attention of remember earlier when we were first kind of sort of introduced to her story she had that volleyball match that apparently didn't work out then she's in the car with her dad and they're driving, right? And he told her, or rather he told her, hey, I thought we were going to have lunch together. And she goes, no, I told you I was going to have like lunch with the girls at J-Pop. You never listened to me. Mom Mama's used to old, listen to me, yeah. right? So if we're, if we're trying to pin it on one of them, I don't think It'll that we can pin it. Then, right? It can't be her. Because like, yeah. why would she kill the one person that she feels has always listened to her, right? And as far as the father goes, like, I don't know if he would have anything to do with her murder. But, I mean, I don't... What I would love to know is when was it that she actually killed herself? Because it's possible. I have no they proof. They said, like, nine months before. So then I wonder if nine months before, did he... Was that also the same amount of time that he went to that trip? Because if he went to that trip to Morocco and gave the, the, the goat herder the rifle, then he wasn't even in the country when she killed herself. Which I think they actually alluded to. So then, if so, then if that's the case, if what I'm saying is correct, then she just straight up killed herself. There was no one. There wasn't like a you know a murder but mystery why? type thing. But why? I don't know. She's probably depressed. They didn't, probably like, yeah, they didn't you know, share that information. You know. I mean, maybe she has a deaf child. She has a rich husband who's never home. Yeah. And she was like, I hate this life. I don't care if I'm rich. Yeah, that could be it. That could be it too. That could be that could it. Be it yeah. But that's why. That's why I was like telling you, uh, like in um, earlier that. Um, I feel like you, you say that her story is rejection, but I feel like I really still believe that it's all about wanting to be appreciated, wanting to be um, recognized, like wanting that attention. That's why I feel like she was making, I came with that assessment because it was like she came up with these things like making up that story with the police officer. But then she said to her friends after that FaceTime, it was like, oh, like, uh, Yo, I think he's cute, blah blah blah. Like, and then, and then, like, and then they they sharing stories about like, yo, you wearing panties? Like, nah, I'm not wearing panties. Just do it, but you know, and just be out. And then it's whatever. And then, and then she, you know, she popped them pills, took that Molly and shit, and went to the club. You know, fire ass scene, by the way. Yeah, I think that was, that was a dope fire. scene. That was a dope scene. That was dope, bro. I like how they paused. I mean, you know, they muted the the sound whenever they show things through her through perspective, her perspective yeah. I, I love that back and forth yeah, yeah, that yeah. was like an excellent like, look, scene but look, even these, so these little details that I'm saying like I'm 
again like i'm putting myself like i'm in her shoes and i feel like that's what i feel yeah i feel like i'm wanting to be noticed i'm wanting to be like yo can you guys like not treat me like i'm just a deaf girl like can you like go out with me have a dance drink um and she wanted like i i even put it like in my nose i'm like yo this chick wants to get smashed like she she well, yeah, but, like, but that touches on what Ed says. Yeah, she wants those things, but, but she's yeah, I think rejected. that stems from yeah. rejection. Yeah, like she because wants those she things. wouldn't want to get smashed if she wasn't just being rejected constantly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? She would have just been living a normal okay. life and probably would have rejected the group she was chilling with yeah. and the, the, the degenerates at the park or whatever yeah. the fuck you want to call them. But um, I, I, I think it all stems from that. So I don't think you're wrong. I just think it's because They're of this to rejection. Their length, yeah. I, I think what happens to to her character is actually really um, like I, clearly there's a lot of inner turmoil. But I think what kind of gets messed up in her head is that throughout the beginning of her arc, she feels like she's getting rejected because of her disability because she's mm-hmm. she's deaf mute, right? But then that scene in the club where she's with her friend who's also deaf mute as well, right? She yep. sees her best friend hooking up with some guy. Whom, uh, Wasn't that the guy that she? That was a guy was that like she was messing, messing with. with yeah, the whole yeah, time? yeah. And then the next thing you know, he's like, "Damn, let me just hook yes, up this one." Yeah. So initially, it looks <laughs> like he was really into her, right? Yeah. But then he hooks up with this other girl. Yeah. So in this girl's mind, she's probably thinking, "It was like, yo, it's got to be something else that yeah. like that yeah, that yeah, yeah, that yeah, keeps yeah. people away from me. Like, not only is it, it can't just be that I'm deaf mute because my friend is also yep. deaf mute." And she's hooking up with this guy, yeah. whom throughout the whole night looked like he, I was going to hook up. Mad yeah. signs, and then now but now he's hooking happening. up with her. Yeah. So yeah. what's wrong with me, yeah. other yeah. than yep. this? For sure. You know what I mean? And I think that's where it really like gets that's messed up. It, in it, her head. That's where she goes off. That the was deep the boiling end. point. Yeah. 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 yeah, that was the yeah. boiling point because then that's when she went to her a dentist appointment and yeah, you yeah, know, made a move on him. Doctor, and then the doctor's like, "Yo, get out!" Like, what are you talking about? And the detective as well. Like, yeah, dude, like like that yeah, that's yeah. Wild. so it's just that was that was some wild yeah. shit that's really what pulled me in um, that's a good story for sure actually, not, yeah now that we're yeah. talking about it more it's a good story for sure facts and i don't think it should have been left out like you insinuated oh, well <laughs> i mean well I, i'll tell you this i feel like the movie would have been more better served see i think i would like these as four separate movies you know what i mean like a movie just about Brad Pitt and and, and Clay Bench, uh, Kate Blanchett's character, a story about just Amelia's character, a story just about their their story is interesting too. Yeah, yeah, you know it's because interesting. they, yeah, they were trying to like reconcile their their marriage because they lost a, a child, yeah. right? Yeah, their yeah, child, yeah, yeah, yeah. and which, he kind of abandoned them. Which further reaffirms what I was telling you about Isaac. Uh, so during that uh, during uh, Brad Pitt and Kate Blanchett's arc, I was telling Isaac that their arc is to me reminiscent of the short story that Ernest Hemingway wrote called um, The Hills Are Like White Elephants or something like that. Okay. And basically in that short story, just to give you a quick summary of that short story, it's about like this guy who's with, uh, it's, a, it's about an older guy who's with a younger woman in a train station and he's trying to convince her to go some, to go, to get on this train to go somewhere in Spain because he's found out that she's pregnant with his child and he's trying to convince her to have an abortion. And he's pretty much saying that their relationship hasn't been the same since they found out that they're expecting and that if she gets the abortion, their relationship will go back to like to how where it was. was. Yeah. 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 
and and so I told my brother that like you know the right before the movie was beginning yeah Brad yeah. Pitt and Kate Blanchett's art kind of reminds me of that and yeah. it wasn't until later that we find out that they had an actual not an abortion but it was a natural abortion I assume. no it wasn't right? no it wasn't an abortion no no yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. no it was a loss was they lost a, the yeah child. they lost yeah. a child yeah okay. Like a dove, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, they were born. So it's just you know interesting kind of sort of parallels there. So I I just wonder if if um that's crazy. I didn't even catch that part because I was expecting like maybe like the when it was to Amelia's story that they would bring that up. I don't recall them bringing that up. So when they brought that up, it was during that scene where she had to pee. Yeah, where he yeah, was helping yeah, her. And she was laying down. Okay, which yeah. is very and then, intimate. Uh, very, very intimate. Which was and also was very weird scene too, though. Because I was just. <laughs> it was a lot. It was a lot to unpack yeah. right there because what? She's peeing. She's crying. She's laughing and making out with him. Yeah. Like all at once, like within five seconds. That all that happened. Don't forget, she's also kind of high a little bit. And she's lit as fuck. Yo, yeah, she was where? danked up. Word, that shit knocked her out. Yo, she took three hits and, and was she was good. Was like, boom, she was bro. like, I'm gonna take this trip. <laughs> she was like, yo, what's up? We watching Black Mirror? <laughs> yeah. That Moroccan crush. But yo. during that time, she kind of wanted to make amends because she thought she was dying. Yeah. yeah. So um, she was like, be there for the kids. Don't leave them again. Insinuating that Brad Pitt left Did. them. Yeah. And then Brad Pitt said when we lost sammy their their child i ran i didn't know what to do yeah. i ran i was i was and that's because you know what i'm saying so he abandoned his family because they lost one of their child yeah. so he left the other two behind yeah. and he essentially came back and it was just wasn't right so he decided to take this trip to morocco to make shit better and while they're fucking having dinner in their opening scene you can see that they're still beefing hard as hell about this word. Word. so <laughs> she's being a you know, I love I, I love my initial reaction of disgust when I saw Kate Blanchett's character, yeah. and, and she like played like kind of the typical affluent white bitch. You know what I mean? Yeah, like she was, in America in the foreign country. Yeah, she's like, oh, what, what's on here that doesn't have fat? And then immediately yeah. she goes for the hand sanitizer, and I'm just like, bitch, like, come yeah. on, like, yeah, yeah. You think she was being a Karen. <laughs> yeah, 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 pretty much. Uh, she, yeah, she, super Karen she played, vibes. But she played the role really well. I was just like, yes. Yeah, yeah. the best thing about that was that she actually got that blunt she needed. Where, where, that, that was where? that's gonna be life changing <laughs> for her. More so than getting shot. Where? She's like, so that's, like, how, that's how we reduce the population of Karens these days. Just give them a blunt. Just spark them up. Yeah, bro. The world's not as bad as you think it is. Here, take this. Yeah, but yeah, something tells me something tells me that probably wasn't a blunt. I feel like that was like opium oh definitely some mm. wild shit. I maybe, maybe it was some, some wild definitely shit. you know what's wild too though like we don't even like <laughs> you know what's crazy that this is part of the story that inyanitu doesn't tell right like Kate blanchett just smoked on opium now she's in the hospital she's getting worked on you know they're gonna give her painkillers yo i think the story just you made her addict? yeah no that ass <laughs> that ass no that's how that begins Wait. that's how that starts that's how that starts a she she's already had a, t- a she's taste a better of, parent for it isaac oh my god right no she is not brian <laughs> please um, yeah, man. I mean, think about it. Like, she got shot. By the way, to be real, like, it's a, it's kind of sort of a flesh wound. What she got? It was, she got hit in the clavicle. Like, like she yeah, she was gonna be. Yeah, okay. Well, she could have lost she her arm. Yeah, yeah. I suppose. But the but the the the, 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 the issue there bleeding. wasn't the actual shot itself, but like the infection that the shot was causing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what the issue was. So speaking of the shot, that shit woke me up, yo. I was like watching it and I didn't expect that. And then yeah, next you know she's just chilling. And then, oh, because shit. Imagine, cause that that's that's super real to me because imagine. That was you. You just chilling. You and that's like a thing that a lot of people do when they're on a bus. It's, it's like, real for like, you to yeah. think that you're about to get shot. No, no. Like I'm saying, like that's like a, <laughs> a natural, a natural thing for someone to do when they're on a bus. They're like they were lean towards. Yeah, they'll pass out a little bit. Yeah. But damn, but just to oh, get, yeah, it was legit. Just to get shot from that angle, I was like, whoa! I was like, what the fuck? Yo, that yo? kid was gifted. 
Yeah, that kid yeah, was a prodigy. Was, was like, <laughs> I like how I went through the window and how she actually got shot. Yeah, I like that scene. Yeah, that whole scene. It's not like a sniper. It was like, and like nobody else heard no it. You know nothing. what I'm saying? Yeah. And then she's like, "What the? He, he didn't even know what the hell happened." She didn't even know what happened. She was like, "What happened? That's a hell of a mosquito." No, but that goes to show when your body's relaxed. Because I remember, like, um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you don't feel pain. Yeah, like I remember, like when I got in a car accident. It's best when your body's relaxed because there's no soft tissue damage if you're. I was like, "Well, what happened?" You know, just like, yeah, you're just in shock. But the fact that she got shot though, right there, and she was like, "What happened?" And then he's like, "You were shot," and then that's. When, when you look at it then you're like oh my god oh my god you start flipping my so, question is did you let i'm sorry what uh, i was gonna ask a question but if you have one you can go well ahead. i mean i was i just i was just curious about like now what if that family wasn't a white family right what if that family got shot was like a black family or just mm. just not a white family do you feel like the media would have covered it the same way that they covered it i think at that point hmm actually Damn, that's like probably not. Probably not. Because, be, because I, I, so look, what I initially was gonna say is that I think at that point the fact that they're American would weigh something. But but do but, you but, think they would have known to call the embassy? I feel like he had connections or ties. Oh, he or definitely, something. Oh, he definitely had. Did, yeah, yeah I feel like they have like an like an important job. He probably important. works in government. It's possible. Yeah. He probably works in government yeah. because the way the way he had connections and the way he was commanding them to call people, right. he would call the sister of Kate Blanchett. Yeah. And was like, yo, call uh, Josh or whatever the hell, generic names. And um, <laughs> for everybody's name was Richard, Susan, uh, Marie. I was like, I was like, whatever. But anyway, uh, <laughs> call Robert. Uh, call yeah, call whoever the fuck and uh, tell them to call the embassy. Like I felt like that meant they had ties and stuff like that. So I feel like if this was a black family, I don't think the the media would have. Uh, covered it the same or even have even recognized it as yo because to be real like this in the, almost, in the US. it almost became like a terroristic issue like they were talking about yo there are terrorists here now like they're killing americans and yeah the, the but that's the way the media kind of was was starting to spin it yeah, though. yeah mm-hmm. for sure you know yeah sure. the first the first local uh, moroccan media announcement Mm-hmm. Explained that the local authorities believed the shooting was tied to a potential robbery. Oh, but the U.S. government it, believes uh, it was system. a terrorist link. Yeah, that there a was terrorist some kind of terrorist link, and link to it. the local leaders believe that terrorism has been eradicated from the country, and that one single vulgar incident, coupled with the U.S. opinion, should not ruin their image or economy. Yeah. So they were very. Yeah. Like protective of yeah. the event, and they're saying that this was just like a one-off incident, and that's how like their media was covering yeah. it. But then when they showed the American media of it, they sensationalized it to a degree. It was like we're gonna get them, we're gonna find out who did it, and we're gonna yeah. find them, and we're gonna get yeah. them. That's all we gotta say, right. and that's right, it. Right, 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 right. <laughs> I, I think there was a, I think there was a great parallel too. That now that I'm thinking about it, maybe it was done on purpose, or maybe it wasn't, or maybe I'm just kind of projecting onto it. But I think there was like kind of a an interesting parallel to see like all the attention and care that Kate Blanchett's character got mm-hmm. when they were airlifting her out of that um, that, village of that village in, yeah. ta- in Tazarine. Yeah. But simultaneously, we were also being shown what was happening with the boys and how Ahmed just got shot, and they didn't really. Yeah, no one gave a fuck. Not that they didn't give a that fuck, was, but like that was rough. Yeah, but like they, but they obviously, didn't. yeah, obviously there was no helicopter coming down to get like this boy, yeah, this no. young boy, a young yeah, brown boy. They didn't have the resources. Bro, it was wild well because like when the police cornered the hospital, yeah, when the police cornered them, they weren't like, yo, we got questions, nothing. Like as soon as they saw them, yeah, they were that like, was the yo, other thing too. Yeah, let's open fire, bucket, yeah, let's just start bucking yeah. That was like ultimate. That's ultimate police brutality. Word up. Even when they came up to the dude that sold the rifle, they just came out hooking off on them. Hard body. 
But I think Beat a lot of that. Of I think a lot of that has to do because they were worried that their image was being tarnished, and they're like, "Yo, we mm-hmm. are not going to stand for what could be a terroristic threat in our nation. Like, we're going to stamp this out as soon as possible." But like when right. they see like these these two these two boys and this grown man running up a mountain, like why is the first thing that comes to your mind? Yo, like th- this is them. This is a terroristic threat. But at the same time, like they're armed. They're clearly armed. They have a weapon. It's been understood that someone may potentially be dying as a result of their actions. So we have to consider them armed and dangerous. Like I don't know. I don't know what way to go about that because it's difficult. Because I know, like you know, I'm seeing someone run away from me and they have a gun, and I know that they're being charged with what could potentially be a murder. They'll likely be dangerous. But to yeah. start bucking like all of you, literally all f- like all, like what was it like three squad cars yeah. full of and police? there's like there are two kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's obvious. So it's <laughs> like you pull them over first. Right, 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 so, right, 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 right. That was so, that was. Yeah, they 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 were just trying to kill them, weren't they? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, they were just trying to end their lives. Oh, essentially. Wow. How do you guys feel about the Moroccan story in general? Because I feel like that's the the story that we haven't related to as much or even. So it's it's funny too because like you, all you guys kept saying that like. You know, oh, the four stories, the four stories, right? And I'm just like, hold on, there's Brad Pitt, Kate Blanchett, <laughs> Amelia, and the Japanese girl. What are the stories? Who's there? the other story? There you go. It's the Moroccan yeah. family, and man. And it's Ahmed and, and, and it's, Yusuf. It's, yeah. it's kind of it's kind of. But nice. it's intertwined I like, with, I, like, I feel, I, I count that story with uh, Brad Pitt and Kate Blanchett's story. So to me, that's one story for me. But you also have their own elements to it. They do. Like their own brotherly rivalry. Then the situation with their sister Which who was, awesome. like, undressing for the little brother. Um, you know what I'm saying, and there's a lot going on. Matter of fact, I do have questions about all the sexuality in this film. What do you guys take about that? Like, especially with half of them being like incestuous people, yeah, or minors. Well, I mean, I think in terms of, I think, I think this goes back to like the police kind of. Well, let me let me explain what I mean by that. So, I think Morocco wanted to be able to to continue to present a pristine reputation of showing that terrorism won't be tolerated in their nation. But not only will terrorism not be um, tolerated in their nation, but these backwards people, these, for lack of a better term, these country people are not what we want to be the representation of Morocco. Because if you take if you take into consideration Brad Pitt, his wife, and the other people that are on that tour bus, initially, they were only being shown like the nice Morocco, the postcard picture version of Morocco. They were being shown like the sites, you know, the tours and all that stuff. It isn't until um, Brad Pitt's wife gets shot that they see what Morocco really looks like. I mean, I think I think Inyaniti really wanted to highlight that when he started showing the picture and the image of this tour bus heading into this village, and you see like and and you see the looks on the faces of these white people looking out of the window and seeing, oh my God, like this is how people live here. This is what the real right. Morocco looks like. That's insane. Yo, I wasn't expecting that whatsoever. Some great that's, shots. Right. That's the thing. That. That's the thing that I wanted to touch on. Um, by that story, I didn't want to leave that. Moroccan story hour you know what I'm saying it's, it's something so it's like that part stood out to me like a sore thumb because like when the people were there and that happened and that went down with uh, Kane Blanchard getting shot and they're trying to find the nearest hospital like Brad Pitt doing the most just to get her treated right and they're all like look we're gonna like the other tourists they're gonna look we're gonna wait for you but like you know like and they're, they're like shook for their lives and shit and then I'm like that kind of so I feel like what where um, the director's showcasing there is that it's like it's like what we said like previous episodes ago or maybe even in, in general it's just like that's like someone that's like upper class and going to the hoods of patterson I'm a, I'm a, oh my god i'm gonna lock my door 
Right. Clutch my purse. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. how the tourists were acting. Yeah, and then so you know, you know, what I'm saying, just that part alone made me feel some type of way. I was like, yo, but like, Bro, those, those people are just shots. looking around. They're like, you know, what I'm saying, like the 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 Moroccans there, they weren't really causing a threat or a scene. They were just like concerned. Yeah, but it was like an unknown world to them. You know true, what I'm saying? And like true. they had all those kids chasing the bus, and they were like excited and shit, but they were like scared. So like, and I like the, the the parallels of that. Yeah, yeah. So like, so touching on that, right? Like that's that's the side that this. The, the established Morocco, the, the the federal Morocco doesn't want Americans or just people outside to see, right? And what what typically happens in those backwards countries, right? Like you get people that live in villages who are quote unquote unclean, who quote unquote eat with their hands, as we saw that family. Remember when the um yeah, when Ahmad, they, they were like they didn't even have utensils, they were eating with their hands. So mm-hmm. I think what 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 the established Morocco wanted to or, or wants to eradicate is that vision of of this of this farmland morocco these people who like live in dirt live in filthy with their hands yeah. and even possibly have incestuous relationships with their own family right so we i think to hide these people disappear them. right we don't want them to be the representation of what we are so i think in need to use the sexuality in that term for that particular story um just to showcase that and i think like you know just to show that like you know there are two sides to every story there are two sides to every I guess nation at this point. There's the establishment, and then there's this stuff that goes beneath and under, um, under that under the grain, if you will. And then in terms of with the, with uh, Chieko, like the way that he uses sexuality with her, I feel like it's just it's unfortunately for her, it's the way that she reaches ultimate acceptance. It's not that people are talking with her. It's not that people are treating her with respect. It's not that people are giving her attention and, and even affection. She just wants like like she, for for whatever reason, sex to her would be the ultimate goal she's kind of like acceptance yeah that would be the, that would be, that would be the that counter would be the, of the rejection right, right for whatever reason but i don't know why i don't know why sex is a, is a symbolism of that for her she's kind of like because she's a kid she's a high school she's kind of like have you all heard of that term incel yeah okay mm, i haven't well incel is it's it's like an online kind of sort of movement where it's basically kids who are really 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 misogynistic and really angry at women because they feel like women have been withholding sex from them and they only give it to like the alpha male types. And it's 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 mostly men, if not all men. Or, so or, it's or like boys. beta males, pretty much? Well, they consider themselves beta males. And they consider and incels is a short way of saying involuntarily celibate. So they've been made celibate involuntarily. They don't want to be celibate, but unfortunately for they them struggle. they struggle. They struggle with game. So unfortunately for them they you know they they portray women in a negative light because they feel like women are all materialistic the only way that a woman will sleep with me is is if i have money if i look good if i'm artistic if i have all this stuff i don't have any of those things so does that mean that i'm not worthy of having a sexual relationship with a woman no that's not fair and there have even been mass shootings in this country in the united states as a result of people who uh, uh identify with the incel community so now take that away and now let's go to japan and let's go to Cheko, right i'm not saying that she that she would do any of those things but she kind of reminds me of what an incel would look like if it came in the form of a woman who also has a disability, who can't communicate very well with the general public because not everyone obviously speaks sign language. And for her, like she's so geared towards sex that she's almost willing to give it to anyone, even the dentist who clearly is way over her age. We look at the, mm-hmm. the detective who 
possibly could be investigating the murder or, or the potential what could be the murder of your mother and that's not even on your mind what you really want is just the dick like you know you like, know what that wasn't even what he was investigating yeah and that's, yeah, the, and that's the thing that. he wasn't even right. investigating he that. wasn't even investigating that but esta tipa was like yo like but whatever whatever they may be looking into my mom's death but if i could just get that you know get it real quick like it'll be fine like that's you know it, it's almost like an obsession with her so th- i mean that's the way i look at it personally in, in, tar- in terms of sex within the movie that's interesting so what do you think overall though what do you think what was Iñárritu's message tough, man. what was he trying to convey because that there's a lot i i could say that the message that i, I believe he's trying to convey is that all this stuff all this stuff happened because of a gun so it started like, with a gun like like the rifle is the connecting point yes. yeah that's so he's connection. trying to like point guns as a bad thing i was wondering if Perhaps. like i was yeah, wondering you're not off as a bad thing like, <laughs> symbolically i was wondering if when the boy when he was on the mountains right and he realized that like this gun is a cause of all these problems let me smash this on the rocks i wonder if this is what Inyari right. way of me like gun control matters Take <laughs> you know that control. for me that wasn't that wasn't that scene you know what did it for what me that? that made me think that when um when gail's character had the gun and shot it in the air <laughs> at the wedding <laughs> Okay. And it was like you brought a gun into this situation, mm. Mm. and then it kind of like foreshadowed negative things about to happen in her and that oh, segment word, of the story. Well, Gal Garcia Bernal's character, Santiago's character, he's kind of like he's kind of like thuggish, right? A little bit like no, but look, 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 look the, the, the thing. But he's more like a drunk. The thing with Gal like, Garcia Bernal's character is that, and not to give too much credit to the actor. <laughs> Yeah, you a hater. But, but I I did appreciate the portrayal of that character because I feel like it hits upon what makes that that character powerful because at that moment in that scene where he stopped in the um the uh the toll booth where they're the, the immigration where yeah. where he's met by Clifton yeah. Collins Jr. Yo, we're shout out to Clifton Collins Jr. Uh, yeah. <laughs> my boy. Yeah. Uh, when he's met by him you know, like at, at that point, Gail Garcia Bernal has not done anything illegal. Well, he's driving drunk. Yeah, but like yeah. he was, but like that. W- is he packing? Is he packing during that scene? Uh, I was worried about that. He like, might have been. They started gun? using the metal detector on the car. Yeah, well, did he have it in his back? I, it could be. Maybe. I can't imagine he just left it with someone. Like he has that. Has he? He must have still had it. What I, What I'm trying to say. <laughs> I was so nervous. What, I, what I'm trying to say about that scene is. Okay, Edward brings up an interesting point because I didn't think about that, but you're right. He could have. He, all right. So, so in that scene, Gail Garcia Bernal could have potentially been packing a gun, yeah. and he was driving drunk. Yes. Right. So, what I was gonna say about that scene prior to when Edward made those two points is that Gail Garcia Bernal, in that scene, is a victim of racism and racial profiling. That because he's Mexican mm-hmm. and because he seems a certain way, yeah, then he must be that certain way, right? But now Edward's bringing in the point that well, Gail Garcia actually was doing illegal things in that scene yeah he could have been driving drunk yeah which he could have been packing a gun so yeah. it wasn't just that a cop was racial profiling him mm-hmm. because yeah. i mean it's definitely he definitely was being profiled um, but but he was right but it just was right that he was right yeah it's just you know the off chance but who knows how many times he profiled that's an interesting like, scene though now that i'm thinking <laughs> about it like that was a because like, a like great because scene. i don't think i don't i i think um i think the scene I think the movie too also kind of like makes the um it says something about people who are for the other side but should be on your side and what i mean by that is that like clifton collins jr obviously is latino right but here he is playing a cop 
trying to. But was he? Was he a Latino? Cop, I don't know if he was he obviously a Latino. I feel like you look at Clifton Collins Jr. and you know that he's a Latino no, man. He could play white. He could pass uh, off. As white. Nah, I actually felt like the two people that were there were white and black. Nah. At the border patrol. I feel like there was a point made to show that the people at the border patrol were of the minority. point. But where, don't, don't forget, the point was made was Michael Pena's character. Yeah, that's yeah, when, the that, point that's was when made. it was different because he was he was definitely, definitely Latino. Latino. But the other two guys were questionable. At but best. don't forget that when Clifton Collins Jr. tried speaking Spanish, it was clear that his Spanish was not great. It was not good. Yeah, yeah so I disagree with that. But it could be. But it could be that he's just a Mexican I feel that like doesn't he know how to speak Spanish. No. And no. that's probably and, why and, he and feels so compelled to be a cop. Is, and that's why he feels like he's part of that system. And that's why he doesn't really give a fuck about Bill Garcia Bernal and the auntie. And he covers himself nah, with whiteness. Because, because I debunked that because Iñárritu would have just casted a, a Mexican person who doesn't know how to speak English instead of casting an American. But if you can class Clifton Collins Jr., I'm going to class Clifton Collins Jr. Yeah. I guess, but it don't seem like Iñárritu rolls like that. It don't seem like he rolls like that. He has, <laughs> it's a star-studded cast. Even the B yeah, players. It's like the way we do things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but everybody was like native to their actual part. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't feel like anybody was actually misrepresented but, race-wise. Okay, but Clifton Collins Jr., though, I mean, if he's actually Hispanic, because he is. He is. Um, he's, oh, he's part, right? Yeah, no, he's fully. He's fully. He's fully. He's full yeah. Mexican? Yeah, like, I heard I him thought he was just his Spanish mom before. was Mexican. His, no. his name. He's done Spanish roles before. He's done Spanish roles before. Many. That's why I fuck with him. Oh, because he and that's really, why when I look at him, it's just, this dude's Hispanic. Like, he's but, a Latino but, man. But he can He's pass. a Latino cop. And the reason that. It, where, the, where that name came from then? I don't, I don't remember where the name came it's from. Probably a stage name. It could have been a stage name, actually. So that, you know, more visibility because. You can't tell if he's I Latino think, or I, not. I, th- I think his name came about because I think he has a very like famous uncle, or he has a famous relative who had the same name. I think his his uncle was named Clifton Collins, and like he wanted to like show respect for that name, and so he took on the name of Clifton Collins Jr. But then there was a point in his career where he changed his name from Clifton Collins Jr. back to what it is actually, which is a which is a more Hispanic sounding name. But he only did that for a brief time, and then he went back to Clifton Collins Jr. because he wanted to, you know, show a representation and show respect for this relative of his. And I don't know why I know all this. Oh no, I do know. I I know why because there was a story that Steven Spielberg wanted to cast him to be one of the German soldiers, believe it or not, in Saving Private Ryan. That's how white he looks to Steven Spielberg. Wow. Damn. Yeah. Well, now actually, fuck. I'm sorry, Brian. I think you're right. Yeah, no, I'm right. Then, because my bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, that makes more sense now. It's like they, it's power, it's probably because of like power. Yeah, absolutely. Too. It's yes, like, absolutely. Because him and Michael Pena's character, like they probably had the, 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 the empathy, right? For, for, um, for the character, for Amelia, but they couldn't do nothing about it because there were, because their job states, they, they, they work for the establishment. Right. Yeah. Their job states that they have to do this, this, and this. And, <laughs> I, yeah. Damn. Yeah, there was, so Brian, what do you think the movie will ultimately try to convey that? Yo, bro, as, as a know, whole, as like a whole. I don't know. Like that's the thing. Like that's that's my issue with the movie. I was actually gonna ask you guys, like what, like what did you guys get from the movie message wise? Like what was the theme? Like to me, the very superficial theme, which I hope I hope you guys can expound on this because if if this is the only thing that we get from this movie, then I then I feel justified in reducing my score from a green light to a yellow light. Okay. But the only thing that I got from this movie was that like yeah, every race is every race goes through like their own shit, like mm-hmm. regardless of like. 
you know um where you are where yeah. you're from yeah. each race has its yeah. own very specific kind of or, tragedy yeah ordeal like white yeah. people have to i don't know be the stranger in a strange land and that's like you know not befitting for them but also lose a child also lose a child i guess yeah um it's like everybody's always going through their own shit but i don't think that's what he was trying yeah. to convey in my opinion but that's that's what i got so well, what what did what did you guys so think? this is this is my brief like shoe from the hip response right and and i like to sometimes look at just a simple title of a film right and this this particular film is mm. called Babel. right and if any of you have been anywhere near like roman catholicism throughout your life you'll know that the tower or of Babel, Babel right was supposed to be this tower that um the people of earth were creating because they all spoke the same language everyone on according to this story everyone spoke the yeah. same language and they you know they wanted to show that their cooperation with each other was so great so 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 great that they can create this towel this towel this tower that can lead straight to heaven because they wanted to show that like we are great like we you know we're, we're very proud of who we are as people we're, we're very proud of our cooperation with one another and so now we're going to build this tower to as, as a monument to our to our pride what was the funny and no and then god was like nah fuck you right right yeah nah. that shit down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah which was wild because all like, languages are different now. all languages communicate are different now. now motherfuckers yeah like, like yeah. which is which is you know that's a wild story to me because like i would think you know like if you're supposed to be a benevolent ju- judicious god wouldn't you want your creations to be cooperative with one another rather than find yet a new thing for them to be different with each other and i think if we're taking that message right and if we're looking if we're taking just the title of that story and we're, and we're comparing it now to Babel. It's true. Like, there are different languages here. There's English here. There's Spanish here. There's Japanese here. There's sign language here. And there's Arabic here. Right? And five languages. Five languages. And what we're talking about is, like, all these five languages are all represented. Or rather, these five languages, though, are still, revolver, uh, still revolving around the same story, which is this gun that was given as a gift. It, was, it wasn't even given in conflict. It was given as a gift to someone to show gratitude for helping me hunt this massive game out here in the wilderness. And that gun was used as a way to barter for food and for money. And then that gun was given as, as a symbol of protection. And then, oh wait, oh my God, I just thought of something. What is that gun? So that gun is a representation of many things. It's a representation of gratitude. It's a representation of food and money. It's a representation of protection. It's a representation of murder. And it finally just a representation of destruction because the gun itself is actually destroyed, right? So like now we're looking at this movie yeah, we're looking. We're looking at this movie now. Damn, I might have just changed it for me a little bit. Um, and so now we're looking at the narrative of this movie, and I'm wondering, right? Very superficially, if everyone spoke the same language, if everyone spoke the same language in this movie, would things be a little easier for everyone? I would imagine. No, no? you don't think so. I think that was the point. That even even if everyone spoke the same language, that things would still be difficult. At least in terms of cooperation, at least, in, at least in terms of being able to communicate properly. Hey, look. They cooperated well. Like, at the, well he, he was outraged at first, like Brad Pitt. Yeah. But at the ending, that was like also a powerful scene. He tried to give him money yeah. to thank him. Yeah. And then he refused the money. And then he just gave like a very soft thank you. And it was like so powerful. Mm, mm, and I feel like. Okay, 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 okay. And I was just like, <sighs> they did it without communicating. Yeah. Okay, 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 and, okay, okay, okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 and. Yeah. I actually have a quote from um, from Alejandro. Right? <laughs> I struggle saying his last name. Nah, I just struggle saying his last Iñaritu, name. Iñárritu, papi, so. that's it. Iñárritu. Iñárritu. It's, 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 the, it's the A in there that really fucking me up. So it has an accent. <laughs> um, I, know how the, I know the Enya. 
But uh, yeah, Iñárritu. So Iñárritu um, has a quote when somebody asked him what he was trying to convey, right? Yeah. And it was kind of like an on-the-spot interview at a, at a carpet event. Right. Um, and he said that language could be a mirror or a trap. Don't believe words, just believe with your heart and your eyes. Mm. So that's what he said. And my interpretation of that would be that you kind of just have to be guided by compassion and empathy okay. and look at it, look at it like just humanity and that humanity transcends the borders and essentially language because emotion does not need translation. So, so what do you guys think about the message? If there is one. I mean, go, it's going back to like what you're... For me, it's like going back to what you said about uh, what you particular, Isaac, uh, you said about the, the the meaning of Babel. And then I thought about it again and I was like, yo, I feel like the end result is that everything was began and ended with the gun. And the fact that you mentioned at the end that when it was destroyed, yeah, that that's that's the whole message for me. Because it started with a gun, and the gun always, always gonna bring to you at the end of the day, is destruction, and God, that's what happened at yeah, the end, yeah. destruction, mm -hmm. and it, and and it came in in different forms, but the end result was the same, and it was destruction, and, and that's that's that was my takeaway thing. I mean, yeah, you guys, um, that little uh, po uh, poem or saying that you said about uh, Alejandro, uh, you know, that was that's true. I see that point in that movie in the movie too as well but for me that was my message the way i conceived it that because it it began with that weapon and the weapon was mentally like you know mentioned and how it, it has some type of affection towards people and not to mention like even talking to uh Chico's story her mom popped herself yeah gave her just, a permanent son thinking roof. about that too you know what i'm saying like <laughs> yeah. you know what i'm saying that that's wild why it's from a gun you yeah. know and then yeah. her pops gave the gun out of gratitude yeah. to uh the, the the hassan the 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 man who was the he's the, the, the guide man. he's yeah. the guide yeah. right and and then it was given to the kids who the kids ultimately could have killed kate blanchett so you yeah. know what i'm saying and, and then not to mention what you said earlier um with, with that actor you guys don't like like you know he shot the he shot the round off right. in the air yeah, yeah, and that, yeah. that, that symbolized yeah. that that symbolized that something so, bad is gonna happen and then all that shit happened you know what i'm saying so was the gun like the MacGuffin in this movie it could have been yeah. like like i feel like the gun it's definitely the connecting point yeah. for all the four stars I feel like the it's gun, like an object of interest in this movie yeah i feel like the gun could take even further uh, uh definition because like mondi Ma, well all of you or well, i don't know but like it's it seems like Santiago's usage of gun is supposed to foreshadow like disaster but I took of it I took it as a, as just a celebration because like when you're out there like in those cultures anyway like people are packing and like they start shooting up in the, mm -hmm. in, in yeah. the air and it, that's normal yeah, yeah. Like, so for them it's like a symbol of celebration more you know more so than it is a symbol of impending doom it could be but I think in that particular moment it was supposed to be a symbol of celebration and like the same I just think there's context to it because he was drunk yeah. and because people were like telling him yo what are you doing with this idiot yeah, 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 yeah. the whole time that's what made oh. it seem like it was something reckless was yeah, about yeah, to happen. Right, right. Okay, okay. I, I hear it. But yeah, I mean... I, but in general, I'm not against gunshots in the air during a wedding. That's probably common practice. Right, right, right. So like, I just <laughs> find it interesting. Like, 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 all these stories are interwoven and interconnected by, like, gun violence or gun usage at the very least. But it's interesting that guns could mean different things to different people. Like, for Checo's mother, it meant suicide. For Santiago, it meant celebration. 
uh, initially for the Japanese man who gave it to the sheep herder. It gave his gratitude. gratitude. And, then, and, then, and then for the sheep herder, that gun actually meant, yo, I get to eat today. I get to sell this gun. And then for the guy who actually got the gun, this means protection. And even for the boys, the gun is almost a way to like reaffirm masculinity amongst themselves. Like, yo, who's better? Like, who can shoot the farthest? Who can shoot? The, which one of us is better than this? Who, who's better? And than just the other? having fun, like sports. Just game, like. having fun, sport. Like, yeah, the gun symbolizes many things to different people. And whether or not that's an intended target or an intended message from Inyaritu is one thing. But I think it's the one that I, you know, I can definitely pounce on more personally. Right. That's pretty fire. Well, I guess this is a good time to ask you in particular. <laughs> What's that light looking like now? Because I feel like you've been having. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like you, you know what? You know what? <laughs> you know what? You know what? And... Yeah, you know what? It's definitely it's a green now. It's a, it's a green now. It's a cute green. I don't know that this is a street I'd revisit again to pass a green light, but it's definitely a good green light now. Like if someone asked me, like, yo, what do you think about Babo? I'd be like, definitely watch it. It's definitely a good movie. You definitely should t- pay attention to all aspects of the film, not necessarily just the language barrier, but just like what different things mean to different people. And um, yeah, I-, I agree. Like, I think it's a-, it's a good movie now, for sure. Personally. Brian, did you have any change of hearts? You went from green to yellow. Are you going to switch up again or how you feel now? I'm going to stay with yellow. I'm going to stay with yellow. Um, yeah, good movie overall. Check it out. Um, but yeah, I-, I don't know. I-, I- I feel under I feel a little underwhelmed, but I don't think that takes anything away from the movie. Do you think there's something that Inyari 2 could have done that could have sold it better for you? You know what it is? I keep thinking about it and I just keep thinking about uh, as great as Chaco's story is, yeah. I feel like the connection that Chaco's story is supposed to have to everything else is like a little weak and flimsy. Mm. Mm. Okay. But other than that, like like I feel like maybe he I kind of agree with what you with what you said earlier, Isaac. That like maybe each story could have been like its own movie, yeah, and it would yeah, have yeah. maybe hit a little bit harder. Like I feel like we've spoken a lot about the the, the Japan story, yeah, Chaco story, yeah. and you know to see that particular story be a full fledged film, I think would have been good too. So yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. But right. but making it a part of the interstitial narrative that it was a part of in Babel mm-hmm. I felt like it was just too weak mm-hmm. like even like e- even like Chaco had nothing really to do with the gun yeah. or what was happening yeah, in yeah, Morocco yeah, yeah. or yeah, anything yeah. like that so where I feel like every other story at least had like some kind connection of connection with each yeah, other got yeah. it okay or Mandy how about your life what's it looking like now well I, I gotta say I'm probably gonna be the first ever to have a red light then I went to a yellow and now I'm a green and that's because oh, of shit. oh ah, shit the whole light the, system the whole thing. and that's because uh, <laughs> and it stays final at green because it was basically the, what, what changed it for me was actually Jacob's story you know I, the more the more thought I put in it the more interesting it was to me than my initial reaction saying that I was mostly siding with Amelia's story about, you know, border hopping and all the struggles of not having papers and things like that. But when I think about it, Chico's story is... It was different. It was different. It was different because we here, we are here, we are not deaf, you know, and it's it's a struggle from from what I saw. And it's it's, it's like just mind-boggling to me. Like, you know, I give mad props to people who do that because it's like you have to... You know, take your time, be patient, and just like utilize the other senses you have. So that's just my take right there. And you know, final stamp will be green. 
Nice, man. And for me, I'm, I'm staying green all the way. So green, green, green. Nice. And, um, dude, it's, do you feel like this is a stronger green than yeah, it was? Yeah, because you said it was a mild green. Yeah. 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 I think I got persuaded yeah. to make it a, a stronger, a stronger green. green. Yeah, nice. A stronger green. So now I'm speeding through that shit, guys, but don't speed at home. <laughs> but, I'm, but, I'm running, but I'm going, you know what I'm saying? I'm going 40 and 25. Damn, damn. damn. Eating the green. That's a lot. Damn, Wilding damn, the damn. fuck out. But don't follow him in my footsteps. I'm a bad example. Don't do it. <laughs> but that's what I feel about this movie right now. Yeah. I'm like, yes. Yeah. I, I fucks with how many different stories were able to be connected through a weapon. Yeah. And then the weapon had symbolic things as well. It made me think of a song, actually. Oh, oh. damn. We doing a bar? And, we doing uh, the Jay Electronica shit? I got, I got the bars. Nah, shout out to Jay Electronica, but... I wanna go with a hook. Oh damn! All right. Of my guy, Nazir Jones. Nah. Alright, I see you later. How you like me now? I go blouse that shit that moves crowd, making every ghetto foul. Ooh. I might have took your first child, scarred your life, crippled your style. I gave you power. I made you buck wild. That was. You know what I mean? Wow. Okay. You know what I mean? All right. All right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that's, cute. that's, that's wow. how. I that's how I'm feeling. That's how that's I'm how, feeling, yo, that, yo. That's what I'm saying. That's that's why I think that <laughs> that movie's about. It's about that damn gun. I think that, yeah, you could definitely make an argument. Yeah, for there's that. an argument for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, man. Nicely done. Nice movie. Good shot. Good shot. Yeah, but that pretty much concludes our episode. I'm gonna pass the baton over to my guy Ken Dog, and you're gonna introduce the next oh, flick. All right, guy. guys. I, I I gotta say. I had a really hard time coming up with the film that I wanted to to, to subject you guys to. Subject to, yeah, Because yeah. wow, <laughs> wow. no, I'm not. I'm not gonna front. Like a lot of the, a lot of my choosing has, to, a lot of my, the way that I choose movies. I'm like, all right, like how can I piss people? Yeah, off? Yeah, like how can I piss <laughs> people off? Right. But no. So, um, so this week, I wanted to watch this movie called um, Begotten. Begotten. I don't know that. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. But it's like. It's hard to find, so we won't watch that. Okay. The movie that I that I would like for us to watch for next week's episode, however, is Twelve Angry Men. Oh, which one? But I want to watch the one that came out in 1997 with Jack Lemmon. Oh. And um, okay, Edward James almost. Okay. 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 So Twelve Angry Men, 1997. And James Gandolfini. And James Gandolfini. Word. And oh, that's my guy. And Tony Danza. And Tony, yeah. Yeah. So a lot of a lot of heavy hitters. Um, I love 12 angry men so i'm gonna off the rip give it a, a green i will say this though i have not seen the 1997 version in quite a while okay so i don't remember what the differences are to the original movie oh, i know the differences, but i, I but i know the original movie like the back of my hand yeah, so yeah i'll yeah. be able to yeah. discern what the differences are but okay but I'm gonna go ahead and I love Jack Lemmon, so it's 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 gonna be a strong green for me. Bet Isaac, I feel the same way. Like I think I think I I think the general message of Twelve Angry Men, even the Henry Fonda version, to now the Jack Lemmon version, I think they're both I think they're both well intact. They're both put together, or rather they're both well put together. And I think a lot of it also has to do with I th- I think it's a testament to the director of Twelve Angry Men 1997, which is Sidney Lumet who one of my favorite directors actually who also did dog day afternoon like i can i can take his work and i can definitely look at what he's done over and over again and learn something new so 
For him to be able to do that with You said the director of 12 Angry Men in 1997? 97. Oh, is, is that Sidney Lament? No, he did the first one. No. Oh, he did the first one? Yeah. Holy shit, never mind. Yeah. The, one the director for this one is William Friedkin. Friedkin? Friedkin? Okay, yeah. Okay, Friedkin. William Friedkin, I think, also probably did correct me on this. Ed. Was it French Connection? In the 70s? In the 70s. Okay, never mind. So. Okay, oh, I didn't know that. No, no, but Friedkin, Friedkin, another very and the Exorcist, very capable, the original Exorcist, very capable director. Yeah, a little bit of a nut job, so I hear. Oh yeah, he is. He started off doing documentaries first, and then he just jumped onto um, doing film. So your rating, green? Uh green for sure. All right, strong green. <laughs> Mandy. Mandy. <laughs> I'm really praying to God to say no 0 for 4 for a it, it won't be. At least it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. But and I think it's going to really hit, especially during the political climate that, we're that we are in. today. Yeah. yeah. So I think like, I, I'm, I'm reading like w- about this movie and it's already taken in a place that I don't fucking like. Because every movie I see that has something to do with being inside a court system, I usually do not watch that movie. Yeah, so, you, you never saw Runaway Jury? With John Cusack and... Uh, Probably yeah. um, I just don't fuck with films that do that. Like I remember walking out of one because it was inside a court. What was, was the movie? Like, what was the movie? It was it was it was stupid though. It was actually one of those exorcism. A few good men. I just said it was just an exorcism. Oh. Uh, the exorcism of Emily something. Oh, Emily oh. Rose. That was that was done. That movie was actually kind of crazy. Actually, that movie was done in all in a court system, and I was like. Why? But why does that bother you? I don't know. I just don't like the fact that everything's shot in one one location, like one little room. Mandy, Mandy doesn't like to be institutional. So you know, you know, it's funny the way that. Well, Mandy, give, give your rating, Mandy. Give your rating, and I'll say what I have to say. I'm just gonna have to say it's yellow for now. Don't want to be mean, or don't want to be like, oh, it's green. You know, it's funny. But before we get to your rating, Edward, I just want to share that this movie, when it was first introduced to me, it was introduced. It was it was prefaced to me as in this way, like this is the most exciting action-packed movie you'll see without any guns or any like aggressive like yeah physical yeah, 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 violence yeah, 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 yeah. but like everything that's being said is like action-packed in its own yeah way it's it's very dynamic dialogue yeah it's very dynamic dialogue yeah so yeah well i guess with all that being said um i've never seen this movie or even i've heard of this but i didn't know there was an older version oh, yeah. um so i'm, I'm interested in understanding this, um, George C. Scott is but also I'm cautious though. So this is a yellow for me okay. that I'm respecting, and I'm gonna stop at the light. Right. Uh, but I'm definitely gonna keep an open mind going into the flick. Liddy. All right. Yeah, man. And I think that wraps up the show, my guys. So shout out to the critical crew for standing by. Subscribe, Subscribe. to the channel. Do it, guys. You Want already to. know. It. You should. You really should. You really should. Alright man. Peace. Well peace Deuces. out in the Middle East in Morocco. Morocco.